So therefore, be proud to be a decent American rather than be just a wanker whipping up fear. Because you're supposed to tackle people, you're supposed to hit people at pace and hit them hard as part of the game. It's not chess we're playing. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double tap does what the f- he wants. Hello, everybody, and welcome to WTS122. What's the story podcast coming to you from? It's Patrick Castle Hotel in Cloyney. My name's Danny Murray. I'm Graham Merrigan. How are you, man? Good. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, yeah, I'm uh, very tired. Yeah. Yeah, very, very tired. What are you tired from? You've had all week off work. Well, not all week. I've had a few days off, like, but I'm just old now, so... I was caught up with me. You text me two mornings that I was in work that you weren't there in work and you're like, yeah, I'm just in bed playing FIFA. I'm like, oh, I don't need yeah, to hear this. I'm not work. Yeah, it's great. Did on purpose, didn't you? You were giggling as you text. There might have been a smile on my face. <laughs> not going to lie to you. Do you, <laughs> me- do you remember I transferred money to your account? Yeah. Yeah, Mero does this thing where he, if if money needs to be exchanged to, to accounts, Mero likes to give it a novelty transaction ID. <laughs> And um, apparently I was refunded um, a sum of euros from a company called Bumhole Sex Limited. <laughs> Do you know what I love? When you, <coughs> you rang me the night before, you sent me an audio the night before. Yeah. And you're like, listen, man, um, come here. I'm getting a mortgage now, hopefully yeah. soon. I, uh, don't be messing about with any of the messages. I'd, yeah, appreciate, Graham, I'd, Graham, I'd appreciate that if you didn't mess around with any of the mes- message description, because I will be having a, a meeting with the bank manager in January. Yeah, so yeah, uh, so I now have to explain to them why there is a sum of euros going into my account <laughs> from that's labelled as Bumhole Sex Limited, man. <laughs> like when you got it, though, you were pissing yourself. Yeah, like, like it is funny, but at the same time, man, I just sit down with a bank. And they're going to be like, oh, we can see there, right? There's 40 euro in Lidl. There's 40 euro in Texaco. There's there's 60 euro in, in whatever. And uh, there's X amount of euro from Bumhole Sex. Could you explain that transaction, please, Mr. Murray? And then I have to say, I have this mate who was an absolute beller. And he thought it'd be hilarious. But like, if you actually look at that there, that's coming from a personal account, not a company account. And... Um, I'm sorry about him and his antics. That's the point of doing it. You know what I mean? If I get torn down for a mortgage, man, and I have to live out of the back of white lightning. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be over to see you. Until? Until. What is like, that? They look at six months, is it? Yeah, yeah. So until that six months elapses, I'll be over to see you at the back of white lightning and feeding you and whatever. Uh, yeah, so, like, so the other option now is I just start again the six months and just let October go. I start in November and just hope for the best that they don't ask to see October's transactions. Did you giggled when you seen it? Of course I giggled. You said, when mate, I that it. was a good one in fairness. It was, yeah, it was. It was very funny, but at the same time. Just don't time, do it again. Yeah, like, yeah. Didn't you do it to me when we went to Vegas? I don't believe I did. I wouldn't do that. That's a rapscallion act I've ever <laughs> heard of. <laughs> rapscallion. <laughs> what are we doing this week? 
Ryan, this week we have a footballer joining us on the podcast. We do. We have um, former, former League of Ireland, former League of Ireland player, and current Oldham. He's on loan with Oldham Athletic from Preston North End. Yeah. Uh, on Doyle, we just talked to him about his uh, career, I suppose. His life and times. Yeah, yeah. Kind of just like just a little chat, little pub chat. Yeah, just basically got him to tell tell us his stories about you know his time with different clubs, different and clubs, how those moves came to be, and. As usual with our interviews, they just go so quick. Yeah, it's mad. Like we're we're kind of forty minutes in. I was kind of like, shit, better put some shape on this. Yeah, no, because <laughs> like it is. It's like, and especially because because you you know you know Owen, so it's kind of one of them things as well. Where there's almost a familiarity, and it's kind of like you know you, you kind of have the chat and it's very comfortable. Then you're like, fuck, there's gonna be people listening to this. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. You there know was, what I mean? I was like, oh shit. But sometimes um, that's where we get our plaudits from. So well, yeah, exactly. No, well, that's it. We just tried to have a little chat, and in fairness, Owen was lovely, uh, very generous with his time, and just very laid back, just open, honest discussion about the life of a footballer. Like yeah. you know what I mean? It was grand, like a journeyman. <laughs> Your words, my words. Only joking, dollar, dollar. If you're listening, an elite level striker is how I would award it. That oh, oh you lickers! You know what I mean? Just saying. Love it. Um, right, we'll what do you say? We we'll jump straight into. We we'll jump straight to Owen Doyle. Right now we have Owen Doyle on the on the line, former electrician. How are you, Doyle? <laughs> not bad, not bad. That's how it introduced me there, all right. It's a great. Is that? Do you like that introduction? That, I, didn't think, I didn't think you knew. I, I, I remember being out with you in the plaza before with Pajo and you were Sparks. That's right, yeah. That's right, yeah. That was back in the days. You were, none of us could get boards then. You were too busy doing wheelies in the dance floor and nicking all the girls. <laughs> stop! Stop! <laughs> <laughs> you bastard you got me already <laughs> how are you getting on not bad not bad I'm enjoying my football so I can't complain too much you're with Oldham now for, on loan from Preston yeah yeah till January yeah till January I oh, love it is that good or yes. bad Um, I don't know it's a good good thing I suppose for me it puts me in the shop window because the window opens again in January so I suppose anything can happen then yeah and would you be looking for a move away from Preston uh, yeah, at yeah, this stage it would be, yeah. And when does your contract up with Preston? Well, I've got this season and next season as well, so... Um, the before the start of the season, the the, guy, the the new gaffer this season, Alex Neal, pulled me in and it's basically telling me that I was in his plans to... It was actually quite refreshing me and he was just honest. He said, I either want to only play one up front, I want a big one, or I want a really quick one. And you're kind of in between both of them. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so you can you can go out and find another club, so it was... The most honest meeting I've ever had with a manager, so it was, it was good. So, um, no, he was good and kind of helped me get out and stuff and get a club to, to get some games under my belt. I did. I heard an interview recently with a, uh, another Irish player abroad, and I can't remember his name. It was a while ago, and he actually said the same thing about um, having the, the uh, it was refreshing to have an honest manager to say, Look, you're not in me plans. Yeah, of course, because like, he could have easily turned around to me and said, you can be second, third, fourth choice here, and looking like, at the championship, they need four strikers. Like, and he, um, and he, he was sound. Like he's saying, I suppose he could kind of see how hungry I was in pre-season to try to get in. And he kind of turned around to me and said, "Listen, look, I, I want you to go out and get games for yourself." Like so, that was nice. Yeah, it was nice. Fair play to him. Deadly. Um, where did it, it all began with shells with you? Didn't it, daughter? Say that again. Did it all begin with uh, shells? Back, back, uh, back at the it, beginning. It kind of, yeah. It would, the professionally, do you mean like? Yeah, yeah. Kind of. We got to. It was actually I was shells twenty ones, and then I got to bump up to the to the first team, but never never made an appearance. And then went to Rovers. 
from there. The best club in Ireland. Uh, the the 21s at Rovers and then Scully pulled me up into the to the first team there, yeah. Deadly. I remember you so, back in the day. <laughs> wasn't too long ago, was it? Uh, it seems like fucking ages ago now. But when was it? It was about 2000, 2007, was it? It'd be 10 years ago, it's, uh, yeah, 19 it was when it was at Rovers breaking through, so I'm 29 now, yeah. 10 Daddy. years, did you, did you follow Rovers? Yeah, yeah, followed Rovers, yeah. Damn, um, what, what was it like? I wouldn't life? have went to too many games as a kid. I remember going to Richmond, actually, to watch them as a kid. Would that, that make sense? Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they, well, they, between between um, Milltown, since Milltown and Tallad, they played everywhere. I was going to say, yeah, there be, will there be syndrome Rovers had for a while, didn't they? What do you, what do you, what do you mean? I was saying there were just vagabonds wandering around the place. Any any stadium will do for a kickabout kind of thing. They even no? played a home match down in Cork. Yeah, wouldn't Nah, no chance. They did? Yeah. Did they, yeah? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, in the early 90s, they played... I know there'll be a few probably Rovers fans listening to this now if they're interested either, but they'll probably correct me. But I'm yeah. pretty sure Rovers played a game, or they nearly played a game in Cork. I'm backtracking now because you two dopes are <laughs> doubting me. Do you still go to games, Graham, yeah? Yeah, all the time, yeah. This season was really good. Have, have, do you keep an eye on it when you're away? I do. Yeah, my cousin, David Webster, plays centre-half. Oh, Rovers. very good. Um, I'm always keeping, obviously, I keep an eye on the Rovers and the odd story goal results, yeah. No, definitely, yeah. Um, no, this season was good. Um, I enjoyed this season. There was a different, um, there was a different buzz around this season. You know, like being a Rovers fan, the ex- expectation is always quite high. But there was an expectation here where I think everyone was kind of just going, the club have a plan. Let's get behind the plan. But there was yeah. a lot of kind of there was a minority of kind of moaning and kind of calling for Brad's are out and all that, but I think give them time. I think he knows what he's doing, and I think um, some of the younger players in the team are showing a, a lot of hunger. Like uh, One of my favourite players at the moment is only a young lad, Aaron Bolger, and Jesus Christ, uh, if you want to see this lad play, have you heard of him at all, no? I have, yeah. There's a fist, Trevor Clark, it's another one, is it? Yeah, he's brilliant. They're doing very well, yeah. No, we'll be looking into it and stuff, and obviously I heard that... Um, they're going a lot with the youth and stuff, which is always refreshing as well, isn't it? Because you know it's going to pay dividends in it. Yeah. In the next couple of years, if they can manage to hold on to them, and um, you know it's exciting times for the club. So I know they're doing it right from um, the underage now, aren't they? With the from the grassroots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's um, that's promising times for the club again. Yeah. When when you played, I talked I talked there about um, expectation from a fan's point of view. Did you feel that like as a player? Do you feel that off the crowd? their expectations particularly at Rovers I think I always felt that it was the biggest club in Ireland so like it, always the most intense fans and stuff and um, I don't think like when I, when I was there there was the likes of the money was up in Drada and stuff where like they were just blowing teams out of the water like, there was money in the league when I first came through and then by the time I was leaving it there was no money left in it and it was like it was totally it was totally different. Like the, the it felt like the league went through a big massive transformation. It was obviously the recession hit right about the time that I came through as well, um, and that affected the league massively. But yeah, at Rovers, like I remember, like pre-season and, and Scully come in and like, we were part-time and like there was a few full-time clubs and straight away he was like, like we're we're going out to win the league here. And then after like three or four games, you realise that that might not be happening. Well, <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, but you could kind of like the first games of the season. They were brilliant. Like you know, the fans are so loud. They'd, they'd come in their troves and stuff, and it was just like it felt exciting. Like in that way, but as the, as the season went on, obviously the 
the power of Drod and the likes. I think even Pats are playing big dough back then. You could just see that they were just a stronger, stronger teams. Like really, and you made your debut against Waterford, was it? I think Pajo was played. I think Pajo was playing right back. Yeah, I was playing left wing. Are you so your first game for Rovers, or you were played against Pajo? Played against Pajo, yeah. That is class. I know. Yeah. The, the, um, were you, were, did you know you were going to make your debut? No, funny story. I wasn't thinking Dan out this one, but it was actually um, I was a Sparky at the time. I was working, and uh, I got a phone call towards the night off. Dave Campbell, he was the the twenty ones manager at Rovers at the time, but. I kind of started training with the, the force team and stuff. But uh, I was having a couple of points with my mates towards the night. And got the, got the call off Dave saying, listen, um, he wants you to, Pat wants you to go to Ward for tomorrow. And I was like, oh, I don't know about work and stuff. And he was like, well, listen, you're going to play. like." And this was the game where the lads got thrown off the bus. <laughs> oh. So I, I obviously like just put the point down. Maybe I finished it. I might have finished it. And I, put the <laughs> <laughs> I only had one or two. But I uh, put the point down, ran home to me outfit, and I was like, we need to come up with a plan here. I need to get tomorrow off work. Now, I think it sounds terrible. Like I might have, might have told the grandparent was sick or something to get a day off work and travel down to Wartford and managed to, yeah, play. I think I played about 70, 80 minutes, yeah, my first game. Well, you were saying there about the, the bus incident. What was that? Well, I don't know, but I can vaguely remember. I think Buzzer. Buzzer and... A couple got thrown off the bus. I don't know what it was for. Maybe Padre might be able to enlighten you. Actually, he was at Waterford. He was at Waterford, yeah. Yeah, something, something happened anyway. It was Pat wasn't happy with a couple of the lads, and but I don't think he'd actually told any of them yet. So everyone arrived for the bus to travel down, and got on the bus, and then Pat got on the bus and lost the plot. And like <laughs> two or three lads were told to leave. And like the likes of me and pa- I think Potter Gamble made his debut that night as well. Just because of whatever happened on the the bus, basically, yeah, he wasn't. I was no, he had it in his. Pat knew what he was doing. He knew he was going to make them get to the bus, and go because I got the call on tours. You know, he decided I'd be playing like, whereas I hadn't even been in the squad yet. Ah, oh, so, so it was preempted, eh? Preempted, preempted. Yeah, like Pat, Pat made them travel to the bus. I think it might have been in Rock Hill, the Putchin still or something like that. And we all got on the bus there, and then Pat lettered them, and told them, "Get out of here! You're not playing for me again." One of them ones, and. Uh, and then that's how me and Luke Podge got our break. <laughs> that's Jesus. What were you like? What were you like in the bus when Scully's gone nuts? I was. I remember sitting down. I could just hear Luke screaming down the front. I didn't have a clue what was going on, Luke. But um, kind of started to make sense then. When the, the phone call the night before made sense that oh, maybe I will be playing here. Look, I didn't actually believe I was going to be playing. Oh, so the pe- the kind of penny dropped when when there was commotion. Basically, the penny dropped and it was commotion, and you see the looks of Jerry Rowe not getting on the bus, which would, he would have been the top striker at the time. Um, him and Tyg Porcel, I think it was. Yeah. And uh, I think Tyg played in the game though. But uh, yeah, buzzer, buzzer. And I thought there might be one or two others that got kicked off the bus that day. But yeah, Pat wasn't happy with them, and that kind of <clears throat> shed like I got in that way. Yeah, it's crazy. crazy that's how you made your senior debut for Rovers. Basically, yeah, buzzer's expense. Class. <laughs> that's cl- that's a that's hilarious. Um, I when when Michael O'Neill took over at Rovers, did, did, was there a, you were still kind of obviously young, but was how do you kind of uh, it's nearly starting again, isn't it, with a new manager trying to prove yourself again? Yeah, it was. A, it was I obviously played the. I think I played the previous season, played well as well for Rovers, mm. um, and I was mostly out on the wing and a little bit up front. Um, the Talga days. Yeah, when Mo- when Michael came in, it was the first year in Talla. 
So there was obviously a bit of a cash injection into the club, and he obviously he came in. To be fair, he gave me my first contract. Um, I wasn't under contract under Scully, like I was just playing amateur. And Michael came in, and like he was seemed happy with me and stuff, but but did see me as a young lad, and um, didn't play much. I came on the first couple of games of the season, and then wasn't getting a sniff. I was in the stand for a lot of it and stuff, and I just went to him and asked him could I go out on loan. I didn't have anything lined up or anything yet, and he he said, "Yeah, I've had a few phone calls for you. You can go." So then Sligo came in, but it ended up being a permanent. So I just left for Sligo. Really? Did is, was it just as quick as that? Uh, yeah, the window would have opened. I'm sure. I'm not. I'm not sure the the day. Do you know? I actually know when it was. It was the week of the Real Madrid game. I left that week, the week before. Right. So that's when I know it was. Whatever the date that was. But uh, yeah, it was as sharp as that. Yeah, They're always as sharp as that. And and did you, did you um have to move to Sligo at all or? Yeah, moved down there two and a half years. Lived down there for you. Wow, and that was full yeah, time. Yeah, that see that was the uh, at Rovers it was it was part time and Michael tried to bring the days in a bit shorter, like two or three o'clock in the day training. So that like so like Pajo could do a bit of work as well for for Coke and still make training. But um, it yep. kind of it felt like it was kind of nearly going full time at Rovers, but uh, Sligo was full time, which was something I was very interested in anyway. So you you had to pack in your job then as well. No, to be fair, look the the missus had to walk in and she was trying to see her face on a video called them. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to see her ugly mugs. She'll see. Right. I'll, I'll send her the YouTube clip with the ad. <laughs> I'll show her the ad. Yeah, I'll show her the ad. Get the real Christmas for her, don't do it. <laughs> Where else the face of Christmas at home, Kieran? <laughs> he put an ad for Tesco, he says he has cheese boards and all with his name in his cap. Cheese boards and belly brack. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the interview ends. <laughs> That's what Kieran just said there, Dirty Lees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, what was I saying there? No, About the, the job? Um, yeah, no, we actually. I remember what I said earlier the time I broke through was the re- the recession. Yeah. That actually my I lost my job over it. Like I just managed to become a qualified Sparky. Right. So I'd, lo- I'd lost my job and then um which was which went well because I was obviously going into the football thing. It worked out well. Like I never never was really unemployed in that sense. So the football kinda of took over, I was able to move down the slide and fully commit to it, like. Were you going mad you left uh, Rovers at all, no? I need I just dashed to play football. Right. I remember talking to Sy Madden when I left and you look look at all the players over the years, and I was just thinking to myself, like I'll be back. Everyone just comes back. You just everyone recycles the league. That's yeah. What I thought at the time. But then you went to Sligo, and you made a huge impression. Um, like, we're, you're talking about like it's funny there. I'll just jump ahead because you're talking about yeah, you'll be back, and it, everyone talks about uh, the merry-go-round of our league, whether it's a manager or a player. But what 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 I find great about you, your story, is that. You weren't really on, like, from a fan's perse- perspective, there was never a kind of a, uh, oh, Doyler's going to go to England or anything like that, or Doyler's going to get a move across the water. But the mo- your move to R- Sligo then paved the way for a move across the water. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, no, it set me up, obviously. Cookie was the wonder. Um, I, don't know, I think I'd done a season and a half out on the wing for Cookie, and then I think we were struggling for goals early one season, and he just... I was telling him all the time, look, I'm a striker, I'm a striker. And he just um, he threw me up front, and I think I scored a hat-trick against Bray. And that, that was it then. 
and uh, managed to always play up front for the rest of the season, and, and that's the season that the good uh, the good goal scoring record for them. Yeah, you were double digits that year, anyway. Yeah, twenty twenty five, I think it was. Yeah, that's very like League of Ireland standard. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah, no, it was a good season, like pretty good season. Um, didn't I think we came third that year? And it was one of them where we we finished so well that we if we felt as if the season had it went on from our month, we would have won it. But uh, yeah, when there was a cup final, there was always cup finals in Sligo. And then a few years I was down there, mounted them, so it was uh, there were good times down there, including one against Rovers. Yeah, that was the fourth in the Aviva. Yeah, that was a good old day out. That's when Pajo had you in your back pocket. Oh, go away. I got the medal at home. Oh, shit. <laughs> shit, you done me there. Sorry, Padge. <laughs> Man, you've been putting your place a couple of times know, so far yeah, tonight. You'd want to, if, if you're going to do this, you need to do it properly. Like, you know what I mean? Um, at what point then, you know, when you're, you're with Sligo, when did it start? Um, when did it start materialising about possibly a move abroad? Because you, you went to Hibs after Sligo, but was there any, any more interest? No, that was to be fair. I was, I was like twenty four hours away from signing back for Sligo, and then I got a call off Eamon Collins, who's now my agent, and he said Nutty wants to take you over, and I was like, um, yeah, make it happen, like, and then that's that's how it happened, like, I locked myself in the in the house in Sligo and didn't answer the door to the to the Sligo lads who were trying to get me to sign again. You did what? Then, you locked yourself in the in the house. Yeah, I got the call. It was the call was late on a. It was like I say it was a Thursday night or something, and it, the season had finished at this stage, like, and um, maybe a week or two after the season, and I got the call on a. I say it was late Thursday night, and I was supposed to be signed on the Friday. I'd actually drove back down to Sligo like to, to sign for them on the Friday morning, and um, I just didn't go to sign on the Friday morning. I was waiting for the, another phone call off, Pat. And off Pat Fenlon, like, and, and then he rang, and he was like, "Yeah, listen, we want to take you over and stuff." So, um, I went, I went over then, and just before Christmas, Shit, that, like that just came out with a blue. That must have been deadly. Yeah, it was great. Like it was just such a difference. Like, you know, the the league gets compared to the to the leagues over here, but it was like enormous when I first moved to Scotland. My first game was the derby. Came on for like the last two minutes of it or something, but. Like twenty two thousand packed into Easter Road. Yeah. And like intense intense loud games like the like the Hearts fans are spitting at you and stuff and you're warming up. It's proper proper angry men like and it's uh, very enjoyable, like just a culture shock really, yeah. Jesus. What what was the, the, the biggest difference you found initially when when you made the first move over on? Physicality. Mm. We were going up for the header and get a felt that was in a car crash. No way. That was yeah, I didn't, like, I didn't touch the ball in them, them two minutes I came on the pitch. I didn't touch the ball, I don't think. But I went up for the header. Some big Russian sent that half and my heart came through the back of me and I was like, oh, what's going on here? I'm a boy here. <laughs> so I had to, uh, I've got six, six months in the gym going for it, trying to get myself up the pace. Beefing up? I had to, like, I had, no, I had to. Just got into the gym, was on the creatine and all sorts, trying to get myself bigger. And, uh, yeah, managed to kind of slowly, but surely get there and, and adjust to the to the tempo and the, the, the physicality of the league so there's a huge difference then I think so like even if you like if I look back at pictures of myself now at Sligo and I look at I look at myself and I'm a boy I feel I look real skinny and slim and and then even if you look at me in pictures of Hibs I feel as if I've in a slow in a, like a year or two managed to 
get myself a lot bigger like uh, I did find it like that yeah. it feels like you're, you're a boy and then you're going to play against men that's what it felt like at the time yeah because the, the reason I asked that is um, because a lot of us League of Order fans are kind of we always compare like we're always saying that we're better than the SPL and all that you know that way as a fan yeah. and sitting in the in the stand so it's interesting to hear what a player thinks who's played in both and played at a high standard in League of Ireland and also a high standard in the SPL yeah no there, there, was, a, there was certainly a difference then anyway yeah I felt it like I remember even now they're a bit irrelevant but I remember playing we played against Rangers and Ibrox and like there's 50,000 there and obviously it's winter football it's normal, it's European football, it's through the winter and all, and over here, and in Ireland, summer football, but that, that day, Sligo were playing a pre-season friendly against Boyle, or something like that, I was just, remember getting on the bus after the game, we got beat 3 or 4 5 nil or something around, but thinking, what an experience that was like, and I could, I could be playing against Boyle here in a pre-season friendly. Yeah, in fairness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose one of the other things as well, that I was going to, because football fans, I suppose, like, we with the League of Ireland, because there's kind of a lot more access to players and that kind of thing, like, and then when players make the move abroad, obviously, they've made that step up. Is it a case, though, that, you know, because you were saying, like, that you were a fan or overs and that kind of thing, like, is there still an emo- emotional attachment to the team you're playing for, or does it become kind of, like, it's a job and you're there to do that job, the emotion doesn't really come into it, like? Yeah, like... I was never a Hibs fan or an Oldham fan or Preston fan, you know, you're just going out and kind of... You know, most of it is, is that... Most footballers tell you this, is that the group of lads you play with, you become really close with and you just want to do everything for them and for yourself to achieve. Because the rewards at the end of it are worth it, like the, the, um, the lifting the trophies or whatever you get to do, do you know what I mean? It's, um, that's... That's more what you what you do for really. I think like now I do it for like my kids, my little lad comes to the games now. He buzzes when I score a goal and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So like you kind of that's so so the more you got the different stages of your career, the more the more reasons you're doing it. Like, did was there ever like was there ever a time when you were in Scotland that you were thinking about possibly a move to Celtic at all? <laughs> yeah, that was always in my head. That yeah, <laughs> but uh, like that's the thing though you. You go over there, like, and it's a matter of. Well, look, I was going into Hibs and, like, straight away, Pat gave me the number 10. And before that, was that was Derek Reardon's number. Really? He went on to Celtic. There hadn't been a number 10 before or after him. So, like, I, I took his number. And, like, and if you look at all the strikers throughout the years that went came through at Hibs, the, all, the majority went on to move on to the Celtic, a couple to Rangers and that. So, like, you're thinking to yourself that if we could just get a good six months, a year here, go grab a few goals, like, to. The chances are that they'll come in and we'd be up like mm. obviously never happened but that's what you that's the that's the belief you kind of have yeah that's the, Happen- the, yeah, you're going into the I, games with. I think yeah it happens quite a few um with hips like stokes as well he he got his move to celtic from it as well that, that's really true there's been loads over the years like loads what? but um no it's great like great club hips like giant like people don't like they had not they have nine or ten thousand season ticket holders at hips wow so like you're going, you're playing like when the gates aren't good. There's still nine or ten thousand there. The fans, they the fans really took to Nutsy as well up there, didn't they? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, there was a tough. We we got back to back cup finals. I was only there eighteen months, like, but we got back. The night first went over. We were straight into a cup final. It was against Hearts, and we got battered five one. Yeah. And I think after that, I went a, a little bit, 
a little bit sour like but he did t- he, like if you see what happened to the club after he left he don't actually done wonderful things for the club I think at the time he was under a bit of pressure and stuff he, he left that oh, I was gone before he was the manager when I left and he left after my time there but when you look what happened after he left they, they went down and stuff and struggled in the championship for a few years before they came back up yeah so um, we've done great things like back to back cup finals as well like Celtic in the second cup final we lost that one 3-0 but we, we were um, there was no there was no embarrassment behind it like we done a, we took, gave everything we could like what was the atmosphere like for that yeah, unbelievable. Both of them, like fifty-five thousand in Hamden, just roaring like the jocks as well. Like they couldn't be loud, a louder nation. Just going for it, like it's brilliant. Like some atmosphere, the whole place just green. I remember walking out the tunnel, like and um, you first you can hear the roar out the tunnel, but then this big firework came up off to the left of me and I got the fright of my life. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, fuck, starting like the, the the flame, the heat off it, like. I was going to have to put sun cream on it one day. <laughs> you thought you were at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But uh, no, it was uh, brilliant games, like intense, like just loud and just they're the games you dreamt of as a kid, you know, like you, you can't hear what your teammates are saying to you because the noise of the, the fans and stuff, it's just brilliant. And what was the story with your departure from Hibs then? If you like, if it was so good, how come you, you, you made the move to Chesterfield? What happened was, was that um, at the the time I was doing well for the first half of the season at Hibs and the club came to me and wanted to offer me a new contract but they only offered me like 50 quid more this dragged out for a little while and then Cookie rang me in February March time and said listen do you want to come down like and um, it was obviously financially a better move for me to go down to Chesterfield believe it or not in League 2 than I would have been to play for Hibs in the SPL that's mad isn't it yeah, so I, I asked around a lot of people for advice and stuff, and like up in Scotland, and I asked around people within the game and all, and everyone was saying that it was at the time the Rangers had gone bust and stuff, and the league was kind of was getting a bad name up there, and they said it was getting worse and worse, and there wasn't one person that told me to you should really hang around and just stay in the SPL. Everyone said, listen, if you can get into England, no matter what, just just go down, because it's gonna it's only gonna get worse over the next few years up here. So it was kind of um, kind of cemented it like. The meal for me, and, and was that like obviously when you talk about kind of Rangers and the difficulties they went through, or um, you know, some people over here would say like the, the great thing that happened up there. Um, <laughs> but yeah. w- when you're seeing that kind of thing going on, and then kind of the, the you're getting that advice from people around it, is it one of those things then that you kind of start to just go, Yeah, this is a sinking ship, I need to get off it in terms of the league, or do you are you able to separate that and just kind of go like now from a personal point of view like like or is a boat? Yeah, that was just one of the, the obviously as I said like financially it made more sense for me to go to Chesterfield and like but in your head you'd only be leaving Hibs to play for Chesterfield mm. but no disrespect to Chesterfield it's not as known as well known of a club and stuff do you know what I mean and obviously mm. they're in the, the league two and the fourth the fourth tier of English football like yeah so you're like and then it's just a, it was just a matter of like justifying making that move. If that makes sense. Yeah. So obviously when everyone's kind of saying no, no, that that is a good move. If you like go for it, then I had no problems with it. Like and I signed the pre-contract in March, and then um, when I signed the pre-contract, then I didn't really play much for Hibs till the, the end of the season. Obviously because I was going to be away next year. Is, is that, <laughs> that that's because you signed though, was it? Uh, yeah. We never. I was never told it was, but was Nutty going mad at you? No, we didn't go mad. Nutty, no. We, 
Yo no estoy loco con esa letra, hombre. Y, um, yeah, he, he, he took a, he seemed to take a while, like, he doesn't, he was already being lucky to be fair. He, he just, just left you on the bench. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but to be fair, I got back in, like, I eventually got back in for the last few games in the cup final and stuff, so, um, he was thinking that's when he kind of trusted me that like I was just going to give him give it me all anyway, you know that way. What what is it about uh, Pat Fenland that has that he has such a great reputation in Ireland? Obviously, he started very well, didn't he? When he was at Shells and stuff, and yeah, kicked on. Then obviously, I think that he's had success everywhere he really was, didn't he? Yeah, um, up until his move to Hibs, like, um, and our Rovers didn't really work out for him and stuff. But no, he does have a great name. Look, I think it was the. Everyone loves a young manager as well, don't they? And he was obviously coming in. He was very professional. It wasn't to be now. Um, he'd have his team meetings, go through stuff like where you kind of play for managers and they'd be just winging it, going into games and stuff. And he wasn't like that. Like you'd know the you'd know the team on a Thursday or a Friday, and you'd be doing shape against uh, an eleven that would pretend to be a Celtic, for example, right. and like they'd pretend that's how they played and we'd have to try stop them and, and this is how we're going to break them down and all he was he was clued in and in those ways maybe a bit of ahead of his time for and what now, was going on in the League of Ireland I'd say yeah and now he's with um, Waterford and he's at the well he's their director of football after getting them promoted well helping <laughs> getting them promoted back to the Premier Division over here um, that's right yeah. you rejoined then with Paul Cook at uh, Chesterfield um, was it been was that around the same time Jay O'Shea was there was it yeah, I was there with Jay, yeah. Me and Jay are best mates, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good yeah, man. really close, yeah. Yeah, another border lad, Jay. Jay is from the back. Jay's from I love him, yeah. Yeah, so he wouldn't be too fond of a cheese board either, probably, you know, but... <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Defo heard of it. He's, I've seen him eating easy singles. That's, <laughs> the, <one. laughs> That's the only cheese Jay O'Shea eats. <laughs> um, so did, was Jay, did Jay get there before or after you? He was there before he yeah he he was there on loan the season before I went, and then Cookie signed him permanently. Then the same time I would have signed. Daily, and you got promoted and all. Yeah, we got promoted first time of asking that. Yeah, we won the league. Yeah, um, yeah, great, great team, great bunch of lads. Like still mates with a lot of them, and uh, got promoted straight away. And then obviously League One went off to be a good start as well, and we were flying that year as well. And that's I left halfway through that season to go to Cardiff then. Mm. Left because of your goal scoring activities. <laughs> well, yeah, I was doing well. Yeah, and Carter came in and bought me. Yeah. So you went from SPL to League Two to League One to the Championship. Yeah. That's mad, isn't it? I'm, I'm like just a bit like I'm reacting like a bit of a fan here, but. And, and I'm an electrician. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For an electrician to do that, like, come on. <laughs> it's like it's like the Conor McGregor story. He's a plumber. Yeah, it's a plumber, yeah. Yeah, and Owen Doyle, the electrician, made his way <laughs> up the ranks in English football. Um, <laughs> as you were going up from from each of the leagues, was there any like Danny was saying about the difference in the SPL and the League of Ireland? Was there much of a league as you, or uh, much of a kind of standard issue as you made your way up the leagues in England? Um, the the so when I signed for Chesterfield, the team was too good for League Two. Right. So like. There was players in that team that played in the Premier League and stuff like Ian Evans, the centre half, that played for Blackpool. Um, Premier League footballers and a lot of lads that played. Like there wasn't many lads that actually were League Two players. They were all from higher leagues. Cookie managed to get a great team together there. Like that really worked hard for each other in that. So like when we went into League One, 
we knew it was going to be like we play against teams sorry in League 2 and they just sit back and we'd be trying to break them down we were just battering teams just far too good for the league like. yeah. and then we went up to League 1 it was more of a case that teams didn't respect us enough and then we'd play them and like they'd come at us and then we'd break and score and then they'd kind of it took teams a good few months to realise that how good this team was like the Chesterfield team like he got that, that team made the playoffs that season then as well do you know what I mean? yeah. so they went from winning the league 2 to straight into the playoffs in League One, which is to big ass that league for any for any club, any team. Mm. And with Cardiff, then, like, obviously, kind of when you know, and again, now, now disrespect went to Chesterfield, but when a, a bare club and I suppose in Cardiff, then went on to, to go into the Premier League and all that, then what was it a case of similar to your other kind of transfers where it was kind of you know. A phone call, a phone call late in the evening, and then on you go <laughs> kind of thing. Or was this one more kind of there was a bit of flirting beforehand? Like? <laughs> no, nah, this one, uh, no, nah, this one was a bit of a weird. It was deadline day, so it got to the last day of the window in January. I think I might have actually been the fourth or second of February, and uh, I woke up that morning. Like, there was obviously loads of phone calls over the weekend, with bids coming in from a few clubs and stuff, and um, like my age, I must have gone. Oh, might be this one, might be that one blah 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 that's gone on and got got the deadline day which was a Monday I think and I went in I was driving in the morning Adrian rings me and he's like right um, just this type of the phone like bring your, bring your phone training with you basically uh, if something's going to happen like I've got a couple on now so like over the weekend Chesterfield were turning down bids uh, they turned them off Preston um, New York City um, and then obviously Cardiff came New, in New York City? yeah when they were just starting like they, they came in yeah that was that's, like. that's a club Man City on, is it? Yeah, like it would have been me and David Villa playing up front if that had happened, Luke. Yeah. What, what the fuck? I know it's mad. Like it, now I'm mad. Yeah, but my age reminded me on the on the Sunday, and he was like, "Listen, you're not gonna believe this, but New York are after coming in for you." No, he's like, "No chance." And he was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Would you go?" And at the time, Kira was at home with the baby in Dublin. And he was like, "Jesus, I don't know." Look, I'm bring you back. Let me let me talk to Kira. Let me talk to Kira. Hung up the phone. And, I was like, the fuck am I even care for? 100% I'll go. So I'm going back straight away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm straight away. I was like, listen, Troy, make that one happen. Like, make sure that Jesus and all can get sorted for Kira and the, and the baby. And, uh, but it never materialised. Like, it just it wasn't, never happened. Like Jesus, yeah. That, so, that's yeah, fucking the next, mad. The next day, obviously, they got the call. Then after, it must have been 11 in the morning or something going on. They've, Chesterfield have accepted the bid. Like I was in the building at Chesterfield at the time. Yeah. Um, and they just like get your stuff, come on. So that was it. Uh, were you looking for a move away? I think I'd yeah, I would have been yeah, it would have been yeah, be rude not to say I wasn't like because I'd scored so many goals and should have start space of time that like it like financially you have to do it like. Yeah. Like I could on even the club, like like Chesterfield got a million quid for me. Or they're just under it. That's a lot of money for the club in League One, you know what I mean? just cop promote from League Two. So, yeah, everyone—it's it, like everyone wanted it to happen, like the club, Chesterfield included. Like, that's New York City, my Jesus. Yeah, I know football and wise Cardiff is probably you know a bit, a bit more respected, so to speak, given the antics of the MLS at times. But <laughs> I can't imagine the nightlife in Cardiff living up to Manhattan. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I've never gone out in the valleys. <laughs> What's that, Tyler? <laughs> I said, I don't know about Cardiff being respected more than the MLS now. Instantaneous, the owner. I've got a few well, actually, stories. yeah, fair point, yeah. 
<laughs> what was the time like at uh, Cardiff? It was short. Like I was only there from January. I was signed the three and a half year deal, but I was only there from the February, January till the to the start of next season. But um, that was great. Like obviously, again, the step up physically, you could feel it back in the gym. The um, get get yourself bigger. Like you, you need to be stronger. Like for this league, that's what felt straight away. I felt it, and I started slow. I don't think I scored my first seven or eight appearances, and then and then I done well. I ended up scoring five in sixteen appearances, maybe for the for the rest of the season. Mm. So the um, couldn't is a good ratio, especially if your first time asking to the championship. But then the we finished them for the season, and the the next season started, and just oh, it wasn't in his plans. Like he just was in the I was on the bench for the first few games, didn't get on, and then I was in the stand for the last game before the window shut. And I was just off the back of a 30 goal season, very impatient. I was like, I knew I should be playing football. That's what I thought at the time. Like, um, I need to get out here, and that's when I got me long to press them down. Yeah. So you don't like but sitting Cardiff, on the bench, though, uh, yeah, It's not it, the bench is is fine. It, you can deal with it. If you're in the stand, you know, you, there's no chance you're getting on. Yeah. Mm. That's that's where it's. Uh, I just want to be playing, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just but, eager, uh, to, like, to eager fair, to be like, on the bench. If, yeah, to be fair, look, if I had a hung around at Cardiff, that year they ended up selling three strikers in January. And like and they ended up playing with two midfielders up front for the rest of the season. I would have played if I had stayed. But just the impatience at the time, as I said, I, I felt great coming off the back of the season previously. Yeah, the conf- the confidence sh- like Yeah, exactly, yeah, and I felt I should be playing like you know, or should be at least getting a good sniff like in, in, during any of this period, like you're, it's, I think it's fair to say you were in goal scoring form throughout most of this. Would that be fair to say? I was. Yeah. Do you think yeah. was 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 the national squad at all on the radar? Um, it's talks of it, like you know what I mean. But I never got a call or a letter out and saying I was on standby or anything like that. Or, but uh, like I scored on my goals at Chesterfield in League One. You're not you're not really gonna get a call up in League One. Yeah. And then when I moved to Cardiff and I thought maybe if I could kick on here. But the, the call never came then. And then that was it really. Like, yeah. Just, just remind me, who was the manager at Cardiff City when you were there? Russell Slade. Oh, yeah, I still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's Grimsby manager now, I think. Yeah, Grimsby. Okay. So, right. Not great club though, like, facilities-wise, unbelievable. The city, great place to live. Like, Top top club like the stadiums are massive. Like obviously you were there a couple of weeks ago, weren't you for the Ireland game? Yeah, yeah. Like just brilliant. Like it's a massive club. Like it's brilliant to play for. The stadium is actually it's it's really good. It's 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 easy to, to get into it as well and easy to get out and it's in a good location. Yeah, um, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. I don't know about the surrounding area. A bit of a kip. <laughs> Most stadiums are though, aren't they? <laughs> Not if you're at Lansdowne New beside Balls Bridge. Yeah, well, that's a bit different, though, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, so you went when you when you left Cardiff, you st- you went on loan first to Preston. That's right. Yeah, I went on loan for the season. Yeah. Is th- and was that like, was that you again? Kind of just going to the manager at Cardiff and saying, "Look, I want to move," and a loan happening before kind of a permanent move. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the at the start of the preseason at Cardiff, there was interest from. Um, someone came in was interested in buying I think it was Wigan at the time so despite you being in contract in all these situations there's always someone sniffing at you yeah you're always available for the right price like over here yeah that's basically it yeah 
Wow, that's mad, isn't it? Yeah, which is good because you feel secure. You've got security, like, you know, well, you never have to really, well, you do, like, a lot of players do, but, like, contracts don't get run down much if you're sought after. And if you're playing well, you'll get a which move. Which means you don't feel like you're not, you're, not employ, you're not going to employ for a couple of months, like the League of Ireland and stuff. Yeah. Mm. And with loan moves, does the club that you're going to, do they pay your wage or your old club or both, or what's the story there? Yeah, so, like, I get, I, so, if I, I'm at Cardiff and I go on loan to Preston, Cardiff still pay my wages to me. But Preston have an agreement with Cardiff. Okay. So they'll come up with a figure like whether it's the exact amount of wages, a bit less or a bit more or whatever. And then that's how it works, yeah. I always wondered how that worked. Yeah. It's not yeah. like Championship Manager, is it? I, I haven't played it. <laughs> have, you never, have you never played Championship Manager? No, not, when I was about 14, I think when the fourth one came out, that's about it. Oh, man, I've lost my life to them games. Years I've yeah. spent. Years. <laughs> Danny brought, Danny gets his, his teams and the championship manager to the finals and then wears a suit and all. Put on a suit, short and tight. It's a big occasion. <laughs> got MK got MK down to the Champions League one time. Man, I'm telling you now, there was a holiday in the Murray household that day. <laughs> 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 I hope you looked after your players well. Oh, they, they, they were all on big bonuses, man. Yeah, every one of them. Oh, brilliant. So like to hear. There was a little bit of a mutiny the following season and I got sacked out, but we won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> I might have find one of the lads two weeks wages for acting the maga and it all went south from there oh brilliant he, <laughs> he just he got sent off for something stupid and uh, I, I gave him a dressing down and he reacted poorly to us so then being the spiteful fucker that I am I find him two weeks wages and that was it I lost the dressing room <laughs> So, I lost the dress room for fuck's sake. That's it. I realised then that they were the stars, not me. <laughs> yeah, this, you need to feed, feed the ego. Exactly, you know. Of this sort of fucking fictional reality <laughs> I'd built up around it. School used to have a padge out, just feed the ego. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did he use to do with a padge? Nah, everyone was afraid of Padgett to be fair, like, no one said nothing to him. <laughs> he's, a quiet, he's a quiet little mouse nowadays. Padgett is? Yeah. Yeah. No, he's great. Isn't he? Every yeah. time he talks to me, he's like, oh, how's your man? She asking for me. <laughs> 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 Could be worse. He got into bed with my man that one time. Uh, I wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, he's a fucking psycho. <laughs> he's great, isn't he? He was, asking, um, he was asking me to ask you, do you still sell fireworks? No, those days, like, those were tough times then, you know, I wasn't getting paid off rovers or that, so I needed to make my own money. <laughs> he said you owe him a fortune as well from all the lifts. He owes me, he owes me a one <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be back that as well, I'll be back very soon for that. <laughs> Will you come back to the League of Ireland? Uh, yeah, that's the plan, yeah. When, when I'm not wanted over here anymore, I'll definitely want to come back, yeah, 100%. And what, put, can you put a timeline on that for me, when you're coming back to rovers? Can I put a timeline on it now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god, I wouldn't do that. But I don't want. Yeah. I don't want you when you're ready for the nursing home. I'd rather you when you're like banging the goals in. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The uh, it comes in cycles. Them goals every two or three years. I only seem to, <laughs> seem to do well. So. <laughs> Give them two or three years. Yeah. Do, do League of Ireland clubs ever come in for you? No. Since I've been over here. Yeah. No. No. Just checking in about homesickness or anything like that. Yeah, no, no, nothing hasn't happened to me so far, no, unfortunately. And do you, have you got um, homesickness at all throughout your time away? Oh, I never have, no. I was 23 when I moved over, John. That's, like, that, that's a good age to move away, isn't it? it? Yeah, perfect. Like, I was, 
like that's that's fine or an adult like done it way. It's not as if like I feel sorry for some of the kids that come over at fifteen yeah. like the looks of Pajo would have like that's tough on them, like they haven't grown up yet, they haven't experienced life in that sense and you're you being moved away from your family and stuff like you need your mammy still until you're seventeen, eighteen, like so the uh thirty three if you're grand American. Yeah, <laughs> you're not 33, Mero, are you? Yeah, I am. Fuck you, Danny. You know. <laughs> 33 a couple of weeks ago. I'm like a fine wine, though. 47, to be honest, I thought you were. Uh, there's no need for fucking that, Neil. You should see the grey in his beard, man, I'm Fuck, telling you. There's no grey in my beard. There's loads of it there. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, when, you, when you're saying about the young lads are going away at 16, I think that's where Padre got the red mist from. You didn't. You don't think he had it before then? Um, I'm trying to think. I know he did. <laughs> <laughs> he, did he had. He had sports of it before then, but not as no. much. I think. I, I, I think. In fairness, anybody going over at that age, it's gonna be like as Doyle like I said there. Like you know, you do still rely on like your close family network and all that. Like at yeah. that age, man, there's no way it's it's healthy. Like. It's not even that you're getting. You're, yeah, there's there's obviously that, but there's also like you're still a kid. Like I remember from from my say from seventeen to twenty one, I was acting the magazine too much, you drink too much, and these lads expect to come over here and just be. Now nah, go home to bed on a Friday, Saturday night. Yeah, don't go yeah. out, don't go drinking and stuff. It's tough on them. Like you know, they need to they need to live and experience life. Don't you know it's. Yeah. I think when you look at the 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 Irish team now, there's so many players in it that actually came. The way I've done it, obviously, I've been playing for Ireland, right? but they came out, played the League of Ireland, came over a bit later. Yeah, it does, they're, they're like, doing well for now. Like, yeah, it does seem to be kind of like it seems to happen a lot more in the last sort of five, six, seven years, like compared to you know, back in the 90s when like I was growing up watching football. I don't really remember hearing anybody coming really from the League of Ireland, but in the last, the last decade, definitely, it seems to be more the kind of done thing now that mm. they go over a little bit later but it seems to definitely be benefiting them like yeah definitely like it's a lot of it over here as well the academy up until the age of 20 like if a big club holds on to one of these players he's 22 23 he hasn't played really competitive football until mm. he's till he gets till he leaves that club at 23 24 how can how can you not play competitive football until you're 24 like yeah yeah you know it's not it's like all them under 23 games and youth games they're just they're friendlies really like did did you ever have any trials as as, as a teenager with someone in in England? Yeah, I was at, um, I went to Man United a couple of times. Really? So, yeah, in Sunderland. Yeah. Jeez, I never knew that. Yeah. What what were those experiences like? I hate you, United. I was a United fan until I went over there, and I support Liverpool ever since. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? That's- that's true, yeah. It's obviously me being a naive kid and that, but I remember Paul McShane was showing me around and he brought bringing me into the yeah, uh, showing me the swimming pools and Gary Gary Neville's swimming and he shouts up, uh, bringing another paddy in, are we Paul, yeah? Paul Macker would have just said something like that, oh, fuck off, Gary, you know, didn't really care, Macker like. But uh yeah, it was something like that, but all the lads and all I didn't didn't get on with any of the lads, it just it was the first time I've seen someone that was big time. Right. And um, I didn't know how to handle it, just and I just thought that was the club. But looking yeah. back on it now, it was the it was the players, but the hatred, you know, it still still sits inside me. Because of your, how long did you spend there in trial? It would have been two one week stints. So I went over for a week and then I went back for another week, maybe later on in the summer or something like that. And you didn't enjoy any of it. I didn't enjoy any of it. No. So was, was Kano still there? 
I don't think so. I see. He would have looked after you. Uh, Vernon. Vernon was there, I think. So it's probably about 06, is it? Just I don't know, actually. Was Vernon there after? Kane was still there when Vernon was there, surely. I have no idea, to be honest, man. So, like, just just go check then. If you see Gary Neville doing his punditry thing, do you just change the channel thinking Bell End, does it? Or? Nah, brilliant on that, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's mad, Dan, that that's, um, but ever since then, the hate are just. It's just, just hate the like. club ever since that, yeah. That was Imagine. the first impression, though. First impression stuck with me, yeah. Yeah. And the 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 McShane say on the like when that when Neville was calling you a paddy or anything? No, sure it was me being too sensitive as a boy, like you know, I was only was fourteen. Right. Fourteen. Just being me being too sensitive, like just like people call me paddies all the time now, just like I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any interaction with Alex Ferguson? No. at the time no. Under forty to be fair, remember we were doing a shooting session and he came out to watch it. But that was it. He never came over and spoke to us around like that after it. But uh, he was there watching it at the time. I remember that. That's that's mad. I didn't yeah. know you went spend time at United. When when um, has there ever been any kind of scenarios where <laughs> the way McShane looked after you? Would you? Is there any Irish young lads that you've looked after along the way? Are you keep an eye out for? Or? Yeah, to be fair, the clubs that I've been at wouldn't be wouldn't have many Irish coming over. Right. Um. At a young age, that is like kind of half looking after Jack Bourne now at Oldham, trying to keep him on a leash, which is hard graft. Uh, Jack but, uh, Bourne's, I forgot Jack Bourne's at Oldham. Holy shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How's he getting so, on? Yeah, he's doing very well, yeah, very well. He's a um, madman. Really? Is he, he's, he scored a cracker there recently, didn't he? Yeah, all his goals are crackers. He doesn't, like, he shoots from as far as he can. They always go in top corner. He's that type of talent, like, he's, um, no, he's very good. He's, been, he's doing very well for us at the minute, yeah. He's still on loan, isn't he, from City? He's on loan from Wigan. From he moved to Wigan. Oh, did he? Yeah. Holy shit. And where's Jack from in Ireland? He's a dove, is he? Yeah, north side, yeah. Right. So you have to try and tie him, Jack? I have to, I have to tie him, yeah. He gets out of line every now and again. I kind of put him <laughs> back in his place, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's mad, because he, he went over to Holland and all, didn't he? He'd done a season in, the, in Holland, yeah, for NAC rather or a team yeah. something like that he scored crackers and, uh, there as well yeah he done very well over there yeah so um, no he was a good lad Jack yeah I remember seeing him when he was involved in the Ireland senior setup. they brought him in for a couple of friendlies I think um, prior to the Euros and uh, O'Neill had him out with him at a press conference and Jack was like oh yeah I should, I should. he was basically saying I should be going to Euro 2016 or <laughs> not that I should but he was like yeah I'm, I'm, I'm still with him with a shout like yeah yeah and the confidence of him, I thought, was great. Ah, uh, well, that's the type of lad he is, yeah. He's, um, he's not short of confidence anyway, yeah. Doyle, who would you say is the, the toughest opponent you've come up against to ask you one of the cliched questions that most football interviewers tend to throw at people? So I was going to say Paddy O'Flynn. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. Like, do you mean like, toughest in a tackle or toughest to actually play against? Both. Who, who, who left their mark on you and then who was just an awkward shot to play against um, playing against Shane Duffy last year maybe the year before that but yeah. again went up for the header and yeah. I, I, thought, I thought a bus came through me back oh, Jesus um, he's getting rave reviews now as well uh, yeah. he's doing brilliant at the minute yeah, yeah brilliant yeah, he's, he's but um, bounds now, yeah. he'd be the yeah um, toughest I don't 
I don't know. Anytime I don't do well in the game, I blame myself. I wouldn't. I never kind of <laughs> think about that centre half was very good there. Yeah. I just think I just thought you had a stinker there. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't think too much about that. But um, Pubis and a tackle, I'd have to say, Padjo be up there. Danny Ventry be up there. James James McPake centre half at um Hibs very tough in a tackle. Yeah. Padjo ever um, pinch it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's his go-to thing to wind people up, is it? The pinch. pinch yeah. Jeez. We've seen him do everything. <laughs> <laughs> everything. Did you ever hear about the sand, sending off against Luigi down the showgrounds? Yeah. Is that, uh, that? What was that? That was when the. He went to take a throw in. <laughs> yeah. One of the. It was Alan Moore. It was, was their player warming up, and um, he wasn't giving him the ball quick enough. I think Pajo just bounced the ball off his head. <laughs> Uh, red, red card. <laughs> and then Alan Moore showed up as assistant manager when Scully got sacked. Oh, that's right, actually. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh man, is that and does that kind of stuff go on week in week out? Like, the or is that pin- just Paggio? The, the whole pinching and, and that kind of is that stuff that you get week in week out, or is it just a pad specialty? That no, no, that happens once like corners not coming in, you're getting pinched and your balls are getting grabbed and the usual stuff. Yeah, that's, Jesus man, that's constant. That yeah. That sounds like a night out for Merrill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sounds like a night in for Merrill. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> sick of this, you two dopes. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? What was, it, what, what was the story with your fight last year? With Beckford? Yeah, what happened there? Is uh, that just handbags? Or? Uh, yeah, like it, well, it was very public, was wasn't it? Stop, man. <laughs> Um, I'll tell you what killed us was that um, the Forest Dierdy for Chef Wednesday had just got sent off about five minutes before after pushing one of our players. So, obviously, I, got, I went through with the ball and I didn't pass the Bex, I passed to someone else. And he took a shot and missed and Bex lost the plot of me from not passing to him. And we kind of got head to head whatever and then he pushed me and I pushed him back and that was it. Two red cards. Um, but everywhere, like... It was everywhere. Yeah, I went and hiding for a good three days there. Really? Did, did you did you happen to kiss and make up at Beckford? Ah, straight away. Like not not that day. You now we're split up in the tunnel and all after it. But in the uh, yeah, the, on the Monday or the Tuesday we were back to ourselves. Apologised to the lads and all, and had to pay the fine and gone our gone our merry way. Did you um? Do you think was that anything to do with falling out of favour as well? I don't know. No, I don't know. And then you went to Portsmouth on, on loan then after that? Yeah, Cookie came in for me again, yeah. So. Were you going Don't mad? Going down to League 2? Or did you care? I had a lot of offers, to be honest. I had like, an offer in the Championship and a lot in League 1. And uh, I was, wanted to go and play for Cookie again. So oh, deadly. I just went down. Because I, I knew I'd play for him and stuff. And that's all I wanted at the time. So I just went down and kind of... It didn't last long. I got injured after 12 games. Bad one, like me groin got whipped off, had to get it put back on, like an operation and all. So, oh. yeah, so yeah, 12, 12 games, but the job got done anyway. Like, the, I managed to get promoted. So, I'll, I'll politely say it was all thanks to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come here, when you so after Ports went right, you were still with Preston, and then they had Preston got Daryl Horgan, um, Andy Boyle, and then Sean McGuire. Yeah. So there was a huge kind of Irish contingent there, but then you went back out on uh, you're older now on loan. Was there obviously you want to play football, but and you were told, look, 
you're not in in the plans but were you kind of going mad a bit not to get the opportunity to play with the lads or did you get the chance to get to know them at all or ah yeah we would have had a full appreciation like greg cunningham's there as well alan brown oh greg there's cunningham good, yeah yeah there's a good there's a good seven or eight irish lads in that team it's brilliant like, there's an irish corner in the change room like and uh not they're all brilliant like all the lads like the um they deserve the success they're having, like the Shani and Darrells and all. They've done unbelievable in the League of Ireland to kick on. They're kicking on as well now in the Championship, which is great. So, um, no, but as you said, like, just, uh, you want to play football. So, um, like that changing room in Preston is one of the best I've ever been in. Like, the lads are brilliant. There's no egos. It's just everyone wants to die for each other, that type of, that type of team. And you can see it now that they're doing so well. Like, but uh, That translates yeah, down the pitch, then, doesn't it? If it's a good atmosphere. Uh, yeah, people don't really see that from the outside clubs and all, but when you're enjoying your company week in, or day in, day out, like training and the banter and all that, like it does, it helps, like, like when you go onto a pitch, like, but, uh, yeah, but as I said, I just want to play a game, so, obviously, going to Oldham on loan was the, was a good, uh, good option for me to, to go out and play and get my name back out there, I suppose. Do you have the ballots playing when you're in the dressing room with all the Irish lads? Do any ballots playing? No, not really, to be honest, no. You don't take over, no? No, just, no not really, no, to be honest. No, once or twice the odd song will come on, but nothing... Uh, nothing too rebellious. <laughs> no, there'll be, no, no, be nothing, no heavy stuff in there, no. <laughs> that, the, that, that'll be until Padge gets there and he'll be changing everything. Yeah, well, you're going to have to come over and visit soon, aren't you? Yeah, I'll get, we'll try to get Padge to come over, will we? Yeah, 100%, yeah. Yeah, deadly. Um, well, who knows what club you'll be with next, for fuck's sake. Uh, stop, I should have bought a caravan instead of a house over here. <laughs> the journey, man. No, uh, don't talk to me. And I'm, I still think I've got a good five or six years left as well. God knows how many clubs I'm going to play for. But the, the five and six years left, like, w- does that include League of Ireland? Or does, like, do you want to come back to the League of Ireland and still have your legs intact and all that? Or are you going to join me and me wheelchair basketball club? Oi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I reckon I could definitely play right back for Cabin Taylor at 39 for 40, like. You're not going here, Cabo. <laughs> <laughs> Would you come and support your local team then? No. Let's not get into this. I'm trying to be hanging me on my own show, please. Daughter. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I, I, do you know what? I haven't, I haven't thought about it too much. And like, do you want to come back in a, in a good physical nick to play in the League of Ireland, or is it just yeah, a, well, is, is it? Will it be a gesture? Well, that depends what my legs say at the time. Like, yeah. Um, be difficult it's not something I've thought I, haven't, I don't have an age in my mind now I don't know how my legs are going to go Um, so I don't have an age in my mind now when I'm saying I'm going to come back or anything so and are you coming back to Rovers? I suppose but I'd like to love to play for Rovers like yeah deadly come here there's a lot of um drama with like say let's say James McLean in at this time of year with the puppies is there anything does that ever come to it's 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 it kind of astounds me sometimes that McLean has been the only player to do it. I, I personally don't give a shit about the puppy wear or you don't wear it. But being in kind of dressing rooms with Irish players, is there, is, does does it ever come up at all? Not James no. McLean, but does it ever come up and say, lad, should we be wearing this at all? Or Yeah, now I've had one or two conversations about it, but nothing. The, the conversations that I've ever had was like, listen, you're best off kind of just wearing it because it's less trouble for you that way. Yeah. Whereas, like, obviously it's different for James because of where he's from. Whereas, like, we didn't, like, the troubles weren't as bad in Dublin as they were in, in Derry. And he, he might have family that were affected by, I'm sure he has, like. Yeah. So it's a bit different for him, like, and fair play to him, like, he sticks by what he believes in and stuff. And 
and um, and rightly so, like so. But um, no, the conversation never really comes up. You don't even sometimes you don't even know it's it's that time of year, and you just turn up on the Saturday, and next thing there's a poppy in a jersey, and you're <laughs> what the so, fuck you know, is this? <laughs> yeah, you don't like you'd actually put the jersey on. You've done the warm up, put the jersey on, and you go, oh, jeez, look, the poppy's on there. Like that's that that's happened once or twice. Like that's mad. Um, yeah, so it's like the conversation wouldn't really. Wouldn't really uh, come up that often, though. I've always just wondered be, with uh, our footballers abroad and even our broadcasters abroad, when you see them on telly and you see them, the footballers on pitch, and they're just. Uh, I, I've, it's often just crossed my mind. I wonder, do they think about it the way McLean has obviously thought about it? Yeah, I know, yeah. No, you're, I know what you're saying. Look, look, it does cross the mind or whatever, like, but it's. Um, it seems to be getting worse, though, doesn't it, in terms of. Um, but this year hasn't been as bad from press wise, has it? Than previous years, like, no, he no. did. He did. He when he came on on Saturday against Man City, he he did get booed. But I don't know whether that was City fans or both West Brom and City fans. But the West Brom fans seem to really like him and his dedication, his passion, and all that. But he can't really get into the team at the moment. The starting eleven. Yeah, like it's 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 difficult for him, like obviously because of his roots and stuff. Yeah. Whereas as I said, like they they seen the troubles, like. First hand, really, like you know, way so, um, yeah, no, to be fair, like it's not something I, like I've had the conversation about it, but it was always more of the listen, it's more hassle than it's worth not to wear it, like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. from a personal point of view, you know, that way, yeah, you big sell out, yeah, exactly, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's the yes man, <laughs> <laughs> love it, um, Doyle, we're running out of time, man, but I suppose, look, you, you said there, uh, that you're, you're on loan until January. And then, obviously, following the honest conversation with with the new gaffer then that you had, like so, it's it's kind of shop window for you. Um, but like, is it a case that you know has there been conversations with Oldham? Are you going to be kind of hopefully sticking around there, or is it a little bit of the complete unknown for you? The complete unknown. There's still two months of football now between now and the window opening, like so. Um. I'm sure it'll be deadline day in January anyway, because that's what I usually do. I've done four now, so. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, just wait and see. Wait and see. Feel free to text me any uh, tips, you know what I mean? I might go to Paddy Power. Tips for what? Horses? No. <laughs> tips for what club you're going to next. <laughs> Don't turn down New York again, you dope. I didn't turn it down. Oh, You've <laughs> been going to Orlando or Beckham's new club in Miami. Oh, I do any of them on the East Coast, like. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something like you're, you're? Would your agent just go to the MLS and kind of say, "Look, I've got this deadly striker. Sign him up." Well, they're constantly agents are constantly on the go, like. Yeah, because you've seen Kieran Kilduff. Now it's not the MLS, but Kieran Kilduff and uh, James Chambers are doing okay in the. I think it's the second tier of American football. It would it be? Yeah, the NASL. Richie Ryan's out there as well. Oh, Richie, Richie uh, what a player Richie, Richie Ryan was. Oh, stop! So his manager now is Nesta. Yeah. No way. And the the I think Maldini owns the club. So like he's been like Nesta and Maldini are showing him his ropes at the minute in America, Miami. Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh my god. Couldn't Living learn. From, life. Couldn't learn from two fine out boy house like. Ah oh, stop! Man. Like World Cup winners and that like it's just yeah. unbelievable what he's gone. The experience he's having over there now, yeah, brilliant. Would you ever sit down with your agent and say, "Here, get me a club here, or get me a club there. Fancy going to Australia for the year? Will you get me a club in the A League?" Oh, well, I haven't, like, but... Listen, England's the one that you wanted to go and play in when you were a kid, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't really want to leave that now. 
Um, if it was, if it, something like that was to come up, it would have to be like in India, a club in India showed interest there before I went to Oldham, and it was a like touchy, like not touchy, but like me and Kira had to sit down with each other, and was, she was, I was like, like would you, would you come? And she's like, now nah, it's the one place I'd never follow you to. I'm not going to India, like yeah. I wouldn't go to India myself. And, and she was like, um, it's the team that Robbie Keane's playing for now. And like she, she, she was, um, she was like, if, if it's to happen, I'm gonna move home. And I was like, ah, oh, Jay, I can't do that. Like, yeah. so, so they didn't get you, so they got Robbie Kane. Basically, that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> sure, look, I suppose it's not a bad alternative. You know what I mean? But Jesus like, Webb. No, Robbie Kane signed. It signed well before they came in. Well, didn't come in. They showed interest. Had a bit of conversation, like, but nothing never uh, materialised in the end. But th- like those clubs, like in Indi- in India, and then we have a couple of. Former League of Ireland lads that went to Brunei, Brunei, is that what that's called? Brunei? Brunei. Brunei. Like, they, that's all short, short-term deals with kind of a lot of money, isn't it? Yeah, look, so they don't give out uh, anything more than a one-year deal in India. So that's a bit, that's a bit smelly-like for me, that. especially with a family, young family and stuff, you know, you kind of want to have a bit of financial security, a bit, bit kind of similar to the League of Ireland, to be honest, like. It's rare that anyone gets a deal that's longer than a year, so uh, that's what they're that's what they were doing in India. Yeah, <laughs> just you just gave us the giggles there when you said the one year smelly. deal was a bit smelly. <laughs> a bit smelly. <laughs> oh, oh god! Right, it's been eventful. You're a gent for giving us your time. Um, Pajo, yeah, he was just saying about asking about fireworks, and are you still a Dell boy? But you're not a Dale no, boy anymore. No, those days are gone, yeah. And he wants uh, his money back that he owes. Why does he think he owes? He owes me money. All oh, right. Well, I'll tell him that you owe, or he owes you money. Tell me, Mario, are you going to the Ireland game? The home one? Yeah. Yeah. Any, any spare tickets? No, I've none, man. <laughs> are, you, are you coming over it? Yeah, I've booked me flight, but I haven't got tickets yet. I've asked everyone. Ask, uh, ask Pajo. Is he in the now, yeah? Yeah, he's always left with tickets. He's always given tickets a day before or anything like that, but I don't think he's gone to this one. Yeah, to be fair, that's how I usually come across them as well, so I'm just praying that that happens. Oh, jeez, I can't wait for it, man. Nerves are gone. Do you think we'll go through? Um, Yeah. What, what score? I don't know. I just think we'll go through. A draw over there and then beat them in Dublin. That's what I'm thinking. That's, that's, that's what... That's probably the only way it's gonna happen, isn't it? Yeah, but they're a good. They're not right side. I'm just thinking about Everson, Ericsson, Everson, Ericsson in the middle. That's all I'm thinking of. You're still young enough, though. But do you think you might get a chance with Ireland if you stay in the championship? If I was to get back into the championship, yeah, um, I don't know. It's not something I think about. Like I haven't retired from international football yet. <laughs> if that's what you're asking. Neither have I, mate. I don't know, you never know, Luke. Look, we'll leave you there. Thanks for your time, daughter. We're a gent. Listen, thanks for having me on, lads. I'd love to do it again. Best yeah, of luck cheers, with man. everything this season cheers, and, and the future. Cheers, gents. Good luck. Good luck. All, All the best, man. Good luck. <laughs> Top bloke there is Doyler. Good man, Doyler. Enjoyed that. Thanks for joining us, man. Yeah. Oh, I, right. I, I, I enjoyed you telling your story about Championship Manager. <laughs> yeah. I haven't played the new one, actually, yet. I might... I might give it a bash. I remember years ago when you were playing that. I think we were all playing it. Yeah. And I remember years ago in Brooks, and you were like, oh, I got this team to the final. 
and you were saying can't wait to get the cap out and the and the anorak yeah man like i just you know what i mean you have to take it like what's the point in doing if you're not gonna take it seriously hilarious man i mean do you not put your boots on when you're playing fifa <laughs> no don't have boots oh i do i haven't worn them in years but when i'm playing <laughs> fifa they're on have you and me had no in your sitting room playing a full kit which are football no boots. i'd never got a full kit I'd, I'd look like i was going out on the training pitch I'd never be a full kit wanker, but yeah, no, playing FIFA, Pred's on. Love it. Predator's on, yeah. On a different note, I hope the other ends up back at Rovers. Eventually, let the boy have his phone in England, will you? I know, but he didn't, he has unfinished business at Rovers. He didn't uh, get enough time as he as he should have, possibly, and uh, I hope he comes back when he's still in fit condition. That's you just being selfish. It is me being selfish. Selfish bastard. As a Shamrock Rovers fan, I am selfish. Yeah, yeah. I want to go home and have dinner. Yeah, same. Yeah, I'm lepping. Lepping. <laughs> <laughs> Right, where can you get us? Uh, you can get us every week up here if it's Patrick Castle. If you yeah, want. you can it's get Patrick, us. Let Patrick me do Castle it, right? Oh, okay, right. I'm standing back. Right, let right. me do it, right? Now, are you going to plug, right, plug, plug the castle and then go full bang at everything else? Okay, you can get us. Um, oh, sorry, we are coming from the fabulous and famous Fitzpatrick Castle Hotel. Check out www.fitzpatrickcastlehotel.com. Oh, you got it wrong. Fitzpatrick just fitzpatrickcastle.com that's what I said you said fitzpatrickcastlehotel.com oh sorry fitzpatrickcastle.com I'll edit that out <laughs> I won't <laughs> to listen to us you can get us on podcast Podbean Podcast Republic iTunes um, anywhere and anywhere that does podcasts with at WTS Pod just put that in the search and you'll get us um, you can also get us on www.wtspod.com Give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash WTS pod Ireland. And that's it. Marks out of 10. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a seven and a half. What did I fuck up? You kind of, you, you meander through it a little bit. You like, said you can, you just search at WTS pod. That's only on Twitter. Can you not do that in the, in the podcast? Why would you do that in the podcast? I don't know. You're being like a stupid English teacher now. No, I'm just... Correcting me homework. I'm just asking, like, if, Graham, if you want to be a big boy and you want to be at the big boy table <laughs> when it comes to doing the outro... Don't do it again. <laughs> do not do it again. I have to correct it now, don't I? Okay, go on. You can get us on Stitcher and on Podbean, Podcast Republic, Podcast Addict, anywhere and everywhere. Not anywhere and anywhere. I don't know what that was. Anywhere and everywhere is a podcast, lads. <laughs> just search WTS Pod. And is go. that what I went wrong? Yeah, you made a ball start one. So we got eight and a half out of ten. No, seven and a half. Okay. Next week. Right. Mark me until we get till I get to until, until you can do a fluently, like you know what I mean? Yeah. I want you to get to the point where you just take it one. It took you a hundred episodes to get a fluently. It did not take me a hundred <laughs> episodes. How dare you? I'm only joking. Look How very bits. dare you, right? I want you to get to the point, man, where hair's in, lovely. in one thanks, wrote myself, in one breath. You just fucking let loose. I know, I can't do it. You can do it. All right, I will. I'll do it next week. Next week, man. And every week until it's done, right? Okay. Seven and a half you got this week, and I want you to improve on that. Okay, I'll better. You will. Lads, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Owen Doyle. Thanks to Owen Doyle. Once a hoop, always a hoop. Merlo. Yes. Until next week, my good man. Clear eyes. Full heart. Can't lose. Too sweet. Good luck. <laughs>